Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Jeff is not dead. I'm back. Yay! Go me. And there's not much news, so that's better, because I'm still not completely fixed. Anyway, (laughs) so casting has started for the Inhuman series, so we'll talk about that. And then there's other rumors abound, mystery projects and whatnot. Ooh, rumors. Yes, our favorite. Plus, we're going to be talking about season four, episode 14 and 15. Both of them. Two episodes, two for one tonight. Uh, You're welcome. The Man Behind the Shield and Self-Control. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I'm Jeff Randall. What's up, Jeff Randall? My immune system. Yeah, I'm so glad you're feeling better, man. Me too, because I felt like the death for a little bit. Yeah, it's been like two weeks we couldn't get together. We even recorded one without you. I know, I heard. Is that, well, first, is that the first cast without you? I think it's the first cast without you. No, maybe nah, Dave, Dave it, did one a while. I think back. Dave did one with you. Yeah. There have been a couple here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, though, I don't get sick. Yeah, it's it's uh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna get back on things. We missed we missed two episodes of Shield. You know what's really funny this is last month is after this episode of Shield, it's gone until April. Oh, really? Yeah, we are now in the break because this past week, like this week's episode, ended the second arc. Oh, I didn't know we were taking a break right now. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now well, you know. Well, we're really close to a little thing called Danny Rand. Yeah, we are. Like three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. I'm so excited. Did you see the featurette that I posted on our Facebook? I did, but I didn't watch it yet. It is called I Am Danny Rand. I saw that. There's a lot of footage in that in that clip, or rather in that featurette, of Danny Rand, like new footage of Danny Rand in fights, like Iron Fist in fights. Yeah. And his fighting style is so different from Daredevil. But it's like, Daredevil's the closest thing to it, because it's right. like... You know, it's really flourishy and, and... I was wondering how close it would be. He's a martial artist. So right, for like, sure. It's not like Luke Cage where he's just like walking up and punching people and occasionally like breaking through the wall because he just can. Yeah, it's like Luke Cage and Jessica have their own thing going on. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're brawlers. Kind, they're kind of similar. Yeah, they're a little bit similar to, to uh, in their fighting style. Uh, they're brawlers is what right. I would call them. Right, um, right. The uh, the Daredevil and Iron Fist people are they're more martial artists, For sure. but the way that Danny Rand does it with just being a kung fu martial artist, like a kung fu practitioner, it's so pretty the way that he fights. The, awesome! It's it's not like when you watch Matt Murdock fight, it's just dirty, well, gritty. He's, he's he's a he's a martial artist mixed with a boxer. Yeah, well, it's and he's got a bunch like, of different types right, of things right, right. that are that are in it. His style is just to use whatever works to beat up that person now. Yeah. But it looks like Danny is uh he's he's just practicing when he's taking people out. <laughs> like he's That's just awesome. he's just like going through the forms to take people out. And like the way that his style is it just looks so cool and then you incorporate his power of the iron fist in that is just it's so amazing. Like just that, the, just the little short little snippets that you see in that feature are enough to just send me over the top excited again. Awesome! I'm so excited. For I, this can, I cannot wait. I cannot series, wait, man. 
So we got three weeks from Friday for that to come out. Anyway. And as of now, as yes. of now, sorry, the way my I think I think we're gonna be able to drop those episodes on time, like oh man, daily, like we like we like to, like we like to. We we did it with the first couple of Netflix series. We couldn't get it pulled off with Luke Cage because of Hydra attacks. But speaking, I don't know. Speaking of Hydra, we got some interesting stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, we do. Man, this episode. I'm surprised. I did not know it was going on break. I'm super sad about that because I'm. You got so pumped on this one. I'm so. I was so pumped and ready to see what's. So we still don't know what the next arc is called, do we? No. I don't. Well, I don't. mm, It's hard to say because they haven't announced it. Right. But there have been. There was one, like, promo that. Kind of. What promo is this for next week? Next time? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in the in the spoiler section. We'll we'll get into that. So news, right? The right, yeah, let's man. get let's get to our little bit of news for the Lo- week because we get a lot of feedback to talk about. Itty bitty news. Uh, itty bitty, teensy tiny. There's um you know there's some casting that happened for the Inhuman series. Uh, I don't absolutely know how to pronounce his name. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say, Ewan Rowan. All right. Um, I will trust you. The guy who played Ramsey Bolton oh. in Game of Thrones. Oh, I love that guy. Ramsey Bolton is going to be Maximus the Mad oh, in, in Humans. It's so perfect. That is perfect. It's the absolute. It's the most perfect casting since Tony Stark. He is, in my opinion. He's a great actor. He really I is. I mean, obviously, bringing in someone from Game of Thrones is not a mistake. Yeah, uh, but before, before Game AKA of Thrones, Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're just like, well, the Game of Thrones is ending. Let's get all of their people. Um, yeah. Danny Rand and um, Colleen Wing. That's right. That's right. Jessica Henwick is from there, yeah. I love him on a show called um, Misfits. It's a British show called Misfits that uh, Ewan Rowan was in. I don't know. Is it Ewan? I don't know. Let's just call him Ramsey. Yeah. We'll call him Ramsey Bolton. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll just call him Michael Bolton. <laughs> Michael Bolton, okay. Uh, just to make it ultra confusing for the listeners. Michael Ramsey Bolton Snow. <laughs> Michael Snow, let's call him Michael Snow. It'd be so great if we found out Michael Bolton's middle name was Ramsey. <laughs> I knew it, you sick bastard. I just I just see Michael Bolton <laughs> singing to the dogs. Oh, gosh. Like, um, yep. That, uh, yeah, you're reminding me of what's happened. What's been going on on that show. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> back into the universe we're talking about. Uh, but he's great. He's a great actor, b- both on Misfits and Game of Thrones. Yep. And I'm super excited that they are going for such prestige casting. Yeah. For uh, is I'm not super familiar with Maximus the Mad. Maximus the Mad is the brother of of uh, Black Bolt, right? Who and he's the covets his sort throne. of a villain. Yeah, he's he's sort of back character. and forth sort of villain, sort of like he's got his own. Like I could tell by the name, he was mad. Yeah, well, yeah. He's got uh, meant to, like mind control powers, sort of um, telekinesis, or not telekinesis, tele- uh, telepathy. Blah. Okay. Um, and and has a bit of insanity to him. Um, he's imagine imagine Loki in the first Thor movie, who <laughs> loves Asgard but wants to rule it his way. Right, which is kind of Loki, kind of Loki, right? Yeah, Loki. so that's that's about what Maximus the Mad is. Like he, he, cool. We get a, we get a nice little Shakespearean thing going. Yeah, again. yeah. He covets the throne. He wants to do it himself, but he loves 
he loves the the country or yeah he loves atalan so much you know he wants to make sure that it's always doing good even if it's not him on the throne but he definitely does want the throne cool i like it um i like a good complex uh villain in quotation marks yeah, uh, yeah, kind of villain. Uh, we have a little news feedback. That was really all you had uh, on the news rundown. But I mean, that's um, the that's the only like solid news, confirmed yeah. thing. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy posted. Uh, so Marvel is working on a Namor project. Uh, Emergency Awesome generally doesn't do posts on unfounded rumors. Um, there's a video going around the internet <laughs> of some rumors. Uh, they are technically and not necessarily unfounded, but unconfirmed rumors. Yeah, that Marvel is working on a. The really all we know is that Marvel's working on a project codenamed Submariner. Yes, I actually <clears throat> think that's evidence they're not working on a Namor movie. <laughs> um, okay, because we know how they codename things. Yeah, their working titles are never related, or, or they're related, but they're not. They're they're not that on the nose. They're not that on the nose because the Submariner is Namor's. Like his, like the movie could be called Submariner. If yeah. they're working on a Namor project, that could just be the movie. Name. I mean, the movie could be called Namor the Submariner. Exactly, Prince uh, Namor the Submariner. Whatever. So, like, it's his title, his superhero name, almost. To just a couple of a couple of past. Uh, uh, well, the Defenders right now is work is what was it? What was Avengers called? Avengers was Group Hug. Group Hug. Avengers was Group Hug. Defenders is coming out. It's 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 working title that they're using for production is called Group Therapy. Yep. Um, what are some others that we've talked about in the past? We were just talking about a couple of them. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is shooting under or shot under Creature Report. Creature Report. So there's all these. They're just not that related. And I feel like if if it's Marvel doing a, an actual submariner movie they wouldn't call it submariner <laughs> yeah like that seems weird to me so maybe they're doing something else underwater <laughs> it's just a documentary about pollution <laughs> in the ocean that's um, all it is so yeah i don't know i mean it could be related to the inhumans because of the um the fish oil spread that's true that's true uh we did talk about they they've talked they talked about it shooting in hawaii which is the same area the inhumans is shooting in um, it's very possible it could just be Something with to do with the Inhuman show, yeah. Um, so I, I'm I'm not sold yet that it's a Submariner or Namor movie. Although uh, the little I know of Submariner, uh, it sounds like a really interesting character. Yeah, yeah. He's so. he's again he's one of those very complex like I love my country. I'll do everything I can for it. If that conflicts with what you think, I don't care who you are. I'm going to wreck you. Yeah, I really like the idea. Uh, of them really they seem to if any of this stuff is true uh it seems like they're digging into some complex villains yeah uh, which we every time they do that they hit it out of the park yeah it's when they have these uh sort of paper thin villains that they get all this criticism again my defense has always been when they have these paper thin villains it's because the story that story is not about the villain yeah it's not about the villain (laughs) it's about the hero feige actually confirmed that recently uh, in an interview like saying it's always been about the hero it's never been about the villain like that's just that's the stories that we tell because the heroes are what everybody cares about and what they should care about um now when they do it well you can care about both yeah but Um, also that said um they're saying that Thanos might change things because in Avengers Infinity War we know the backstory of almost every hero involved. Right. So this is 
I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's, it's Thanos' story. Fair game for them to go in. They're going to delve into Thanos' backstory and and make you care about Thanos. Yeah, he's going to be the star of the film. I wonder how much. I feel it's got to be all about Mistress Death and all that. It doesn't have to be, but that's that's been a large part of his character right. in the comics and in the very first his very first appearance that we ever saw him. Yep. They said those who to challenge to challenge the Earthlings is to go death is to court death. court death. My bad. And then he smiles and then he into smiles. the camera. Yep. And everybody who knows <laughs> Thanos, we were all in on that joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We were all in that special club. We were like, oh, I get it. So, but that's the thing. He got it. Like, yep. In on screen, his first moment. So it seems like if they're going with their plans, they've got had all along. It seems like it was planned that this whole Mistress Death thing and. His obsession with her yep. is going to be a part of it. Yep. Um, and I wonder how how much they're going to personify her in this. Yeah. In this version of things, so it's it's hard to say. Like they to give them an out because they would have to. They, not only would they have to introduce and give backstory for him, they would have to introduce and give backstory for Mistress Death. Right. Um, what they could do, what I see them doing, honestly, is um, is putting Hella on that because oh, she's yeah, mistress of the underworld. Introducing her, and right. that's another movie where we already know all the heroes, right? And we know some of the villains that are going to be around. <laughs> so, like, we've already got a solid backstory for everyone in Thor Ragnarok. Yep. So, if Hella uh, might have something to do with Mistress Death or. Be a she could be for Mistress Death right. because um, she's the the lady the like leader of the underworld basically right as far as the um the that canon is concerned sure um <laughs> <laughs> that mythology that, uh, yeah that, it's funny to call it that canon <laughs> Nor- the Norse canon of gods yes yeah, <laughs> the Norse pantheon <laughs> in that in that particular canon <laughs> anyway so. She could be that new that representation of death. Um, he could be obsessed with her in some way. Uh, he could like what I because of the what we've what we've read as far as um, as far as synopses and and kind of like just quick teasers about what's happening in Thor Ragnarok. Like Thor is trapped on the other side of the galaxy, away from Mjolnir. Um, we know that. Uh, being separated from Mjolnir is kind of a big deal for him, but Mjolnir is very important as for, look, the the running theory right now is that Mjolnir is the last infinity stone. And it is, it is and it's a pretty solid theory. The last infinity stone is the soul stone, and if Mjolnir is weighing the soul of a man to see if he's worthy right. to wield Mjolnir, then that's easily infinity stone material right and we have of course and all of our regular listeners know this uh but of course we have the thanos the infinity stone spelling out thanos yeah and the last one is h needs to be an h to work hammer hammer huh how easy is that anyway uh if he's without mjolnir it could very well be that hella has Mjolnir, has taken Mjolnir from mm. him in some way. Oh. And then Thanos goes to Hela... To get the last Infinity Stone. To get the Infinity Stone from her, and... I don't know, it becomes obsessed with her in some way. I wonder if Thanos could be in Ragnarok. It's possible. Yeah, I think it's very possible. I mean, in Team Thor, in the Team Thor featurette, 
or featurette, I, whatever, the little short Team Thor, um, Thor was directly talking about Thanos. He's like, who's the purple guy in the chair? He has a magic glove. He doesn't like standing. Wants the Infinity Stones. In which which thing was he talking about? In the Team that? Thor short where he was... Oh, yeah, but that's... I don't consider those canon. No, not at all. <laughs> He's not... That's not actually what Thor is doing right now in the, in the world. I want it to be. It's funny, but... It'd be really um, funny if... So, uh... Just wanted to mention Randy, thank you. He posted a... Oh, he's posting about, um, I believe, the Malaysian actress that we mentioned earlier. We haven't mentioned her yet. Oh, have we not? No. Well, she was in the news. There was a Malaysian actress that's been uh, cast for some mystery <laughs> Marvel project that we don't know. A mystery Marvel project and role. Her name is Raja Ilya. Um, she's supposed to be flying out to the U.S. by the end of the year for role selection and to be told which project she's going to be working in. Yeah, it's super funny that she doesn't know yet. Uh, Randy mentioned on Twitter, he's a, he said, I'm going out on a limb, Submariner. So he thinks that's more to do with the Submariner. Randy know, actually though. posted a few things for us. He also posted about um, the director of Hidden Figures, which is getting a huge amount of praise. Um, the director of Hidden Figures is, being, is saying he wants to work with Marvel. Yeah. Um, which he was apparently t- in talks with Marvel to direct Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, but he, he like, there was a conflict in some way. Something, and- or, or they just chose someone else, John Watts, who's doing it now. Uh, but he's saying, I still want to work with Marvel. They just do good movies, yeah. and I want to make those movies. I'm like, yeah, they, they do. You're and right. He's, he's proven that's himself. the right attitude. The way to get in is to make a great movie that's unrelated to a canon like you know hidden figures is just is cleaning up at the box office people are loving it yeah um i still haven't seen it because i just haven't gone to the movies lately yeah i um, didn't want to infect everybody so i haven't been anywhere <laughs> uh i haven't seen oh i did go see one movie resident evil the final chapter oh, God. and i i have gone to see the last so i used to love the resident evil movies when i was like 18 16 or something when they first came out with the first one yeah back when you didn't know what good movies were yeah yeah loved the first movie and so i just have some weird loyalty to those movies they (laughs) they haven't been good in a long time and half the time they aren't even understandable um but let me say this time anyone who's seen the final chapter will know what i'm talking about there's a spoiler, big spoiler re- reveal in the final movie, in the final chapter, that I called watching the first movie. Okay. And so I, I made this call. I was like, I bet it's going to turn out to be that. And then it didn't, it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, maybe not. Five movies later, it happened. And I was like... <sighs> Yes! <laughs> I I called that five movies out. That was amazing. So just just wanted to say I was super I was sitting there in the theater by myself because the first couple people went to see with me and then everyone else fell off and I just have gone to the last three in theaters by myself. Um so by yourself being like you're the only person in the theater. That's normally true, yes. <laughs> Sometimes there's like one it's one opening couple night. In the back. And you're the only person there. One couple in the back making out, and then there's just me sitting by myself making out, making out with myself, <laughs> screaming infidelity. <laughs> Sorry, taking its where <laughs> your hair is everywhere. Come on, dashboard confessional. Woo. <laughs> um. Okay. 
Let's move on. Too much. Didn't know you like Dashboard Confessional. I don't. You should. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we got off on such a tangent there. So, apparently this mystery project, Submariner, is shooting now-ish. Kind of at the same time as they're shooting the Inhuman stuff in Hawaii. Um based on the way that Raja Ilya is saying that she's supposed to get out to the U.S. by the end of the year, I don't think it's going to be for the Submariner Project. Well, that's the other thing about the Submariner Project. Supposedly it's filming, like, now. Like, like very soon, they're saying. So unless they're going to drop a fourth movie on us next year... Yeah. It just... Because Infinity War just started filming. So on that timetable, Mm -hmm. that's coming out in a year. Or a year and two months. Um, but they're also shooting Infinity War and the next Avengers movie back to back. So my point is, doing all that and that comes out in a year. So if they're starting to film a movie now, it's probably coming out next year, and they've already got three slated for next year. I just don't see them dropping a third, a fourth feature film that they just haven't announced yet. Yeah. If they did, it'd be amazing. And who knows? Maybe whatever it is, whatever this movie or TV project is. They're hiding it for a reason, which I would love. I would love it if there's a plot reason that they have not revealed this. Like, something's going to happen, and they're going to go, boom. We, By the way, this comes out, ne- this comes out in four months. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? They, like, wouldn't be able to, to, they wouldn't be able to hide it that long, though. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Well, see, they haven't done that well, but what if they really worked at it, and there was some... You know, some reason that a character gets brought in that, like, we're not... I just... I kind of hate how we always find out what movies come out so early. And part of that is we do this podcast. But, like... Yeah. I I, I would love to be sort of surprised by a sequel or a... You know, we we know when we're going to see Thor Ragnarok that Thor is going to be in Avengers Infinity War. You know, like... Yeah. It's not... We're not not worried about him dying in that or whatever. Yeah. So, it'd be kind of nice to have some just, like, crazy surprises. Yeah, we're not worried about uh, anybody in Guardians of the Galaxy, like any of the major characters there, dying, because well, they're all going to be in Infinity War. Are they all confirmed? Okay. I don't, I don't think Mantis is confirmed. <laughs> we saw her die in the trailer. Or, <laughs> sorry, guys, I tried. <laughs> That's funny. Look out! <laughs> anyway, um, so it's it's not it's likely not going to be the Submariner Project. Um it's probably not going to be in Inhumans. Um, the Inhumans shooting title is Project Next. Um, it, I don't. I, it worries me that, that it's called Project Next. Like it's going to be the next show that's going to replace Agents of Shield or something. Well, I just feel like it's them it saying be. the next chapter for Marvel TV. Like, which I could. I hear you could mean that. I just. This week's Agents of Shield, we we're kind of burying the lead because we don't, we don't we normally don't talk really about Agents of Shield till it's time. But in, in case there's people listening that don't listen to the Shield talk because you're you're not on board with Shield, this week's Shield get on board with Shield. This week's Shield <laughs> was the best episode of Agents of Shield maybe ever ever. I'm not gonna go with maybe ever. I'm gonna go with a solid ever. Season one, episode seventeen was pretty great. I think it's better than that. I think it is too. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's a, it doesn't. It's a better episode. It's a better episode. Yeah. There's so much real emotion. There's so much real stakes. Uh, oh, God. I care so much about every single character uh, on the screen. They've done a great job making me emotionally invested in every character. And now they're putting through 
some of the most interesting, compelling stuff, hard stuff, uh, and surprising the hell out of me. You know? Yep. Yep. So if you're not on board with Agents of Shield, catch get on up. board. You need to watch it all. It's just so good, and it's gotten better and better. And this this week's episode was just the best. Something special. It was something special indeed. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> So you uh, you want to hear what everybody's saying about how you and Alyssa did? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Of course you do. Brian Keegan said, Alyssa did well. Lots of fun. Missed Jeff. Hope he gets well soon. Well, thank you. It wasn't soon, but I did get better. <laughs> it took a while. I caught the death. Uh, Josh McKay said, was a fun episode. You and her did great. Hope you guys bring her back on again. I think we probably will. She, uh, you know, uh, as much as... I know she is smart and funny. Uh, I it's nice to get that confirmation from other people. <laughs> it is. I, I got a lot of a lot of kind words about her on the show, and I just was impressed with her on the show. Like talking about Marvel for an hour and a half is not her thing. Is what I was going to say. Like I know she's smart and funny and a good conversationalist, but talking about Marvel for an hour and a half isn't necessarily her everyday activity. So. You know, it's just really nice to have her on the show, and she just—I I thought she killed it. She kept she kept the conversation rolling, and like really, I was like, we 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 haven't been able to do the show in two weeks. Will you do the show with me? And she was like, okay. And I was a little worried it was going to be like me th- just talking and and using her as like a sounding board to bounce things off of, right? And it was going to be real short, but no, she like she held her own, presented lots of cool ideas, and. uh it was great. I, I really loved having her. See, when I listened to anything while I was sick, my head started throbbing. Yeah, yeah. Just you don't because have to talk the, about it. You didn't listen to the cast. The pressure on it. I was going to listen to it when I saw that you posted it. I was like, all right, I'm going to share this. I'm going to listen to it. Oh, it's an hour. Oh, I, I can't hurt for that long. <laughs> no, thanks. And then I just I haven't gone back to listen to it yet. I'm sorry. That's cool, I li- man. I've been listening to this new album by Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Oh yeah, zombies on Broadway. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, you have to remind to me it. of the name of that before you leave. I need new music. Over the past two days, I've listened to it fifteen times. Wow, the entire album. That sounds like me with Hamilton, except Hamilton's so long you can't do that. But uh, <laughs> that's I, fair. I still need to check that out. Zombies on Broadway. Zombies on Broadway. Um, you'll love it. Anyway, next up, Nathaniel Muzzy said regarding who dies first speculation. Vision. Power level is high and Thanos needs the gem. Mm. We That's talked scary. a lot about We talked a lot about this last week uh, when you weren't here. We talked a lot about the idea that uh, they talk about how they need to make... Th- there was some news report that uh, they said they needed to make Thanos a real threat. Yeah. And so I said, I think that means someone's dying. Like, early. Someone powerful. Someone, po- someone, that, someone that provides stakes. Not even necessarily powerful at the beginning... Because uh, they may need their power at the end, yeah. but like someone that hurts mm-hmm. is going to die. I think in the first, like first, the first half. I think it's going to be the first act of uh, of Infinity War Part One. Yeah, and uh, and and so we discussed that a lot last week. And so a lot of this feedback is people saying that, and pretty much the unanimous thing is Vision's going to die. Yeah. Um, well, it, I think Vision's losing that gem. I yeah I know like. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know that Vision is losing the gem. I don't know if it's going to kill him. I'm not sure that it's going to kill him. I think I think someone's going to die, and Vision's going to lose the gem. And both of those things are going to be devastating, and Vision's going to lose a lot of his power. 
Uh, maybe Vision <laughs> will be underpowered. Maybe Vision will survive as an AI. And maybe Stark will download him before he dies. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's hard to say. I think Vision will persist, but uh, in, in what form, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Because Thanos needs that gem. I just don't think they've done enough with Vision yet. It's fair. He's such a cool character. He's one of my favorites. And I want like a Vision-centric movie or a Vision and Scarlet Witch movie or whatever. Yeah, like, a Vision I'd, and Scarlet Witch movie would be awesome. Yeah. I'd really love to see them go deeper into his character before they kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that someone's going to die, and it could be one of the characters uh, that has a lot of heart that would really affect our characters a lot, like Rhodey or Bucky. Or it could be one of our characters that we love and has been around forever, like Cap or Iron Man or Thor. Someone, someone's going down. Someone's going down. Man. Oh, that's okay. Um, it's really scary to think that it could be Iron Man. Yeah. Because Tony Stark is uh, like, sorry, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is kind of the linchpin of the whole mcu absolutely like it's hard to imagine the mcu without him in he it. started the thing you know it's it's really uh he, it would be hard to see him go it'd be a real stark difference <laughs> i'm sorry i've been cooped up for a while <laughs> anyway and all the all the pun energy is just like you know but been bottled up <laughs> i need to express my pun let me <laughs> let me let my pun out me air my puns. Ugh. Anyway, um, so let's see. Next up, Nathaniel Mosey said to us on Facebook, so I think this was mentioned on the cast, but in the Hong Kong scene, he's talking about in Doctor Strange, I'm 90% certain you see the staff of one, Nico Minoru's, Minoru's staff, uh, magic staff from The Runaways. Seems relevant considering the casting news and the digital release of Doctor Strange. Well, sir, this was mentioned on the cast, and you are absolutely right. That is the staff. That yes. is that staff. I I believe it was Omber Almaya that uh, pointed it out for oh, us. Oh, yeah? I wonder if they're going... I, I wonder if that'll matter. The fact that we saw it, uh, if that's going to matter to the act- overall story. Like, are, are the Runaways actually going to end up in the Hong Kong Sanctum and, like, grab that thing? Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> or is somebody just, just going to happen to pick it up? Or is it just going to be somewhere else? And it ki- kind of like uh, they threw... The Infinity Gauntlet in the background of the first Thor movie. Yep, but but it's not the same one. Well, they say that now. You know what I mean? Like, well, no. If you look at them, one of them is a right gauntlet, one of sure. them is a left gauntlet. So they're a pair. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I know Kevin Feige said that a few years ago. Um, but it's like they're gloves. They come in pairs. Like that's just, <laughs> I think that's more of a silly. Like uh, it, it was more, it was it was an Easter egg that wasn't necessarily meant to mean anything, and I feel like that's what they did with Nico's. Although they're making the show, so they could, it would be great if they if they had that link. Yeah, absolutely. Like one more, one more nail in the it's all connected coffin. Absolutely. Oh wait, that means it's dying. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not call it a coffin. Okay. One more nail in the house. <laughs> Yeah, the house. One more plank in the in the foundation. Yeah, uh, I don't know about a wooden foundation, but it it burns uh, easy. Yeah, it's not a great idea. Okay, Um, it's one more. (laughs) (laughs) It's one more piece of sand in the molehill. All right, those are all X Men. Let's move on. 
Mark Margo said to us on Facebook, <laughs> wild speculation, but I think we're going to get an appearance of Beta Ray Bill in Thor Ragnarok. I imagine it will be during the gladiatorial portion of the movie where Thor and Mjolnir faces off with Beta Ray Bill, where Mjolnir gets picked up by both Thor and Beta Ray Bill sometime during the course of the fight. That would be cool, except they said that Thor is trapped on the other side of the galaxy without Mjolnir. Oh, that's right. So we might, we still might get some Beta Ray Bill action. Yeah, but not with Mjolnir. Maybe, probably. What if, what if Beta Ray Bill finds Mjolnir and is just like, "Hey, I found this. I think this is yours." <laughs> it told me to come to you. Yeah, and he's like, "You shouldn't be able to hold that." It's like, but I am. I watched a long video about all the times that Mjolnir was picked up by others and who all is worthy. And there's a lot of people that are worthy. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people who are worthy, but there's a lot of people who have cheated it somehow. There's a lot of conditionally worthy people, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, Milnir can decide that an action someone is taking is worthy. Like, apparently, in a DC Marvel crossover, Superman picked it up to use it. It was pretty awesome. But then... That was in the uh, early 2000s, I think. uh, I don't know who he was hitting with it, but he picked it up and used it. But then could not pick it up to give it back to Thor. Right. So, like, the action of just handing it to Thor. Thor was unconscious when he picked it up. Oh, yeah. Thor was unconscious, and uh, the ship that Cap was on had just blown up, and Cap's shield came flying and landed at Superman's feet. And about that same time, Mjolnir landed at his feet, and Thor was unconscious. And he was like, just yeah. picked up both of them. The shield and the hammer. Yes, and it was incredible. Like, the <laughs> rush a, that you got from seeing that page. Such nerdgasm. Oh, my God. And he was just like, the power. I never knew. Such power. Like, at that point, he understands, like, oh, I am no match for this guy. Yeah. Personally, I think that's how it is. But what he was saying, you know, the rush, all this power, and then he kind of just beat the living crap out of the uh, the the bad guy of that arc or that story who was trying to merge multiple realities. He was merging universes so that he could witness the birth of a new one cuz they would collide destroy each other and form a new one like uh-huh. big bang right there. And he wanted to see that happen so that he could witness the birth of a universe and and therefore better understand it cuz that's all he ever wanted. Yeah. And he had it was a it was a really weird start to it, and then they went into that you know super universe thing, and then somehow the specter showed up and pushed them apart, like just straight up pushed the universes apart. Interesting, which was odd. <laughs> yeah, that is odd. All right, uh, well let's go on. Uh, Cody Benoit on a Facebook posted uh, actually on Twitter it looks like uh, posted at MCU cast. Uh, Could this be the hammer that Thor? Uh, in the Thor, that Thor and Rocket concept art, uh, it's a different hammer, and you know, you know about this, correct? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the ultimate Thor hammer, or the 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 hammer that Thor uses in the ultimate line of comics, like that continuity. Okay. Um, so that is Mjolnir in that line. Or that is, is a- Mjolnir. Yes. Okay. That does look a lot like the hammer that we see in that picture. It- it kind of does, but in that concept art, my, the main thing that I keep looking at is that the handle is curved. The handle okay. in the concept art is curved, and there's what looks like a sharp edge starting, which makes me think that that is Yarnbjorn 
which is Thor's axe that he wielded before he became worthy of Mjolnir. And then recently in comics, when he became unworthy of Mjolnir and Jane Foster took up the role of Thor, uh, he started wielding an axe again, and it's Yarnbjorn was that axe. Right, okay. So I think that Thanos takes, or somehow... Or Hela, or whoever. You know, whoever takes the hammer from him. Gets a hold of the hammer. Right, keeps the hammer from him because it's an infinity stone. And then he has to use a different weapon and just finds like, oh yeah, it's my old axe. He had an axe, like, um, <clears throat> in a in a picture that Taika Waititi posted, um, <clears throat> sorry, that he posted on, uh, on social media when it was the Gord of Thunder po- uh, picture, when he was sitting in front of a bunch of pumpkins. He had, <laughs> he had Mjolnir, he had Mjolnir in a little, um, like a, a high chair, a baby high chair, with some like smash peas or something in a bowl in front of it, and then like sitting against the table, he had this massive axe right beside him. So that makes me think Yarnbjorn and Mjolnir. Cool. Um, well, this is, I've, I do think this picture that Cody posted of his ultimates also looks similar. the The handle looks similar, like it had that pointed handle. So I don't know. Uh, and it has the axe part, so that could work as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It does look like he's going to have a different weapon. We just don't know if that's because he's unworthy or if because it's an Infinity Stone. Either one of those things has huge implications to the storyline, which it could also be. Neat. It could also be that the artist, uh, the you know, the concept artist took some liberties. Right, absolutely. That's the other thing. I said that in the first time when we first time. I was like, also, it's concept art. It could just be. <laughs> That they drew the axe differently, or drew the hammer differently. <laughs> it could be that they're bad at drawing weapons. Right. Well, uh, so, I just want to say... I love you, We too. talk about... Mar- Sorry. <laughs> I love you, too. Uh, we talk about Marvel every week. Yes. And... We just do not run out of shit to talk about. Like that's <laughs> true. The, the amount of like we're talking about what weapon he will yield uh, if three movies from now, and it's to me super interesting. And has the fact that that concept art had a little bit of difference in the edge could mean huge character implications. <laughs> like the fact that this deep. This continuity is so interesting and deep, and the source material is so interesting, um, and it it doesn't even necessarily mean like, oh, they're going with that storyline. It means like, oh, it could mean this or this or this. There's like four or five different reasons he might not have the hammer, and then if he doesn't have the hammer, what does he have? And uh, this, it's all, uh, it's just interesting. It's just cool how how this universe is developing, and I'm just super impressed. You never would have thought we would have been talking like this eight years ago. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, and I, I'm loving it. Loving every minute of it. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Sorry. Loving every minute of it. So, at NerdyTastic on Twitter came at us with, at MCUcast, a way to show Thanos as a threat and to, quote-unquote, kill a character is to have him rip the Mind Stone out of Vision's head. Oh, there's another NerdTastic. You are correct. And NerdyTastic. Nerdtastic? Nerdy-tastic. Nerdy-tastic, sorry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think Jared Rudenstein said something again. Character death, vision? <laughs> Stone is um, in his head, so Thanos needs it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely right. It be it will be interesting if two of our main Avengers, Vision and Thor, are both somewhat 
reduced in power, if not deadened, uh, <laughs> crossed off, we'll say, uh, <laughs> by um, by Thanos. Thanos's need for the Infinity Stones. You know what I mean? Like yep. Yep. that'll be interesting. It, not only is he gaining all the power of the Infinity Stones, but we never really thought about it. But our heroes are powered by the Infinity Stones. Could be. We we know one, one is. We know one is, and one is like, <laughs> one confirmed. Looks. One theory. Yeah. Pretty strong theory. Right. Um, not like gravity strong theory, but pretty strong theory. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody else that's going to get a little bit wrecked by Thanos going for the Infinity Stones. Who's that? The Collector. Ooh, good call. He has the Aether. I wonder, and, no, he doesn't have the other. He has the Aether. That's what I said. He has, he has the Aether. Uh, no, I was about to say, and he has the orb. No, he doesn't. Uh, no. The, Novacor has Novacor that. Novacor has the orb. Man, there's so much ground for Thanos to cover in that, what I feel like is going to be the first movie. I feel like the first movie is going to be the story of Thanos collecting the stones and his backstory. Like that's got, and, and it's just going to way lace to the Marvel universe. Just, he's got to tear through Xandar, uh, the collector, wherever he is, um, you know, the probably collect- Asgard. Benicio del Toro has been spotted on the set of infinity war. So, Oh yeah. That's I, he's got to be, he's got to be, um, also, Earth. Where's the sixth? Odin's treasure vault is where the t- the tesseract is. Okay, and then so that's that's in Asgard, and the other one is the hammer, which could be we don't know where the hammer is going to be. Hammer have hammer will travel, right? <laughs> um, could be anywhere. All right, I think it's time to talk about some spoilers, man. Okay. Uh, we're going to go into our spoiler talk of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 4, episode 14 and 15, because uh, we're, run, we're running a little catch-up this week. So Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all good, man. I know you were sick. And honestly, last week, I don't think I had so much going on. I don't know, I don't know that I had a night. We could have done it. I don't think uh, we even talked for like two we weeks. We didn't. Last week, we were just like, we were both, we both were, I knew you were sick, and I was running, 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 trying to get this... Uh, the wedding season started this week. We had our first wedding for the new season Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, I had to do a lot of prep work to get that, to get the band ready for it. I gotcha. Did you, uh, did you mark off your calendar for um, 317? I didn't. Through the 30th? <laughs> you mean for, uh, for our casts yes. of, of, of Iron Fist. I didn't, but I did look at it. and it, I think we're going to be able to do it on that Friday night or morning. Oh, yes. Like, I can take off work for this. Yeah, If you want to take off work Friday, we could do like four casts on Friday. Oh, yes. That's going to be so good. I think I've got... I'm so excited about this show, I've man. Got, I think I've got a show on Friday oh, night. Oh, I cannot explain to you how excited about this show I am. Yeah, man. Me too. I think I've I've tried, but... Nobody knows. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Iron Fist will be coming soon, you guys. We're really excited to bring all of that to you guys. We're, uh, I'm so excited about Iron Fist, and I'm excited to talk about it. It's always a blast. Um, and by the way, everybody, there was a ton of talk on our Facebook this week and on our Twitter. Uh, we just had a lot of interaction and feedback. And we love it. We really love it. Uh, it just makes us feel great to know you guys are listening. And not only listening, but there was a lot of just talking back and forth among yourselves like on comments and stuff on our our facebook and i'm okay with facilitating a space for everybody to come in and and just talk it legitimately warms my heart to to have people just like 
coming together under such a shared love of Marvel and a deep love. Like we were just talking about, there's... I mean, there's people watching that are going to see Avengers. There's a lot of people who are going to see Avengers Infinity War who don't know yet that Mjolnir might be missing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. t- don't know two years in advance that Mjolnir might be missing. Like, um, It's a year oh, in it's advance year, now. It's true. It's a year and two months in Ooh. advance. Um, that's crazy. So, I <laughs> uh, just wanted to say thank you guys again. And uh, before we go into the spoiler section, as we always do, let me run down this little uh, ads for us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, 573-CAST-MCU is our phone number. Uh, call, leave us a voicemail. Uh, we can we can play those on the show, um, and you can subscribe on iTunes and leave a review or whatever podcatcher you use. Just thumbs us up, like us, uh, heart all the episodes, <laughs> whatever you can do to let others heart know. the episodes because I heart you. Yeah, uh, depending on whatever podcatcher, they all have different things. But leave us positive feedback because it helps other people find our show. <laughs> uh, and iTunes is of course the biggest place to do that. Only the positive um, feedback though. If you'd like to find a podcast in a similar vein, uh, but about the DC universe of film and television, check out DC On Screen. They're our buddies, and they do all the DC shows in a similar vein to us. It's two guys talking about all the DC shows, which we also uh, love our DC. We love DC. Do we? We do. We don't always love the movies they make. Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of conversation on Twitter about us uh, being DC haters this week, and I just want to say anything negative we ever say about DC is legitimately because we love those stories <laughs> and we want them, we want them to be good. And uh, well, see, I, good competition drives better film. Sure, absolutely, and that's I what want, that's what we want. I want DC to make movies and television way better than Marvel. And then Marvel have to step up its game. Like, I would love nothing more. Um, and when I criticize DC it, it, in the missteps that I do believe they have made, it's simply because I want them to be good. I'm not just a hater. Come I on, watch guys. everything. Come on, guys. Get on our level. Step watch, up your game so you can compete. I watch, <laughs> I watch every single episode of all of those dc shows yeah um well for the most part i haven't caught up on uh, supergirl just not di- didn't catch my uh, fancy but all the other shows i've caught up on mostly i just don't like women i think wow just kidding it's a joke is that why your girlfriend was on the podcast last <laughs> week it's because you don't like women <laughs> say uh, that say that a little bit clearer for all of our female listeners we have several <laughs> All right, let's talk about Shield. I love women; uh, they're they're way smarter. They're way smarter than men. Um, all right, let's get into some Shield feedback. Uh, we're going to talk about Agents of Shield season four, episode fourteen and fifteen. Uh, the man behind the shield and self control. Thank you, self control. I was like self power. What's the word I'm looking for? Self control. Um, I feel like. Most of this talk is going to be centered around that second episode. Yeah. I guess we'll do our three, two, one. Okay. You ready? Three. Spoiler alert in three, two, one. They killed Radcliffe. They did kill Radcliffe. But he's not done. He's not done, but he's dead. He is he's dead. He's physically dead. He is physically dead. Um, I cannot believe how much they did in episode 15. Ward is coming back. At least a little bit. For what purpose? Brett Dalton is going to be back on the show. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, it's just insane what's going on in the show. In one episode, they did so many things that I'm like mind blown by. I when I was watching, I was laying down on the couch and I had my head on the pillow. I was watching with my roommate and he had already watched it, the jerk. He had already watched the episode <laughs> earlier that day and he was like, "Oh my god, you're going to love it." So he's sitting here watching with me and Every time something like really crazy intense is happening, which is the entire freaking episode, by it the really way, is. I'm pulling this pillow over my head without realizing it, like almost making a pillow helmet for myself. <laughs> and he's just like, it's not going to help. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the pillow. I'm like, what are you? Oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. All right. So just 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 to what tell me your top five moments from these two episodes. Oh, top five moments. Ah. Uh, We'll get into all of it, but let's t- let's hear your top five. Let's go back and forth. Number five. No, <laughs> I don't know. Let's let. I, I don't want to put it in a top five. Sure, it's not in an order. Just, it's not just in an order. In no particular order. Five moments. Simmons killing Fitzbot. Yep, that was one of mine. Just Simmons killing Fitzbot was ridiculous. That was like, oh my god! I can't believe there's so much weight in in her killing a robot. In her also, killing an LMD. And his acting ability in that was amazing. Like, I felt so sorry for a robot right up until he just switched it off. Just oh, like, it was so... When he had fits. that turn. It's Fitz. It's a character we love getting killed right in front of our eyes. And, you know, just like they're being put through the simulator and they're going through things in a different way yeah. to heal themselves, yep. heal their trauma, their regrets, like... There's nothing like really stabbing your boyfriend and killing him, <laughs> who you love, and they're the best, they're the sweetest couple, and to have them killed, like, ah. Uh. Also, I didn't think, up until they went away and we found out directly from Radcliffe's mouth that, or from Ada's mouth, that Daisy and Simmons were the two uh, un unbotted, <laughs> or yeah. whatever, the two still humans, um... I thought that Fitz, when he hits her with the with the the can, I thought that was Fitz. I thought that was Fitz hitting a robot. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I thought it was the most badass thing. I was like, "Get it, Fitz!" Fitz yeah, Fitz, Fitz pretends to cry. He gets on the ground because he just cut his wrist, and you think he's real. There's all that blood. Yep. And he he falls to the ground, and then she gets close, and he's like, flips the knife and stabs her, and then hits her with the bucket. And I cheered because I thought that it was real Fitz. Being like, screw you, you're not her. Bam, you know? Yep. Yep. But no, that was our poor Simmons getting struck in the head with a paint can by a killer robot. <laughs> May I say, my number one moment that I wish had happened in this episode, and I'm still hopeful for, is real Mac facing off with Robot Mac. <laughs> Robo Mac, yeah. I want it so bad. His hatred for AI, his <laughs> hatred for killer robots, <laughs> and then like a half cyborged out version where his like face is ripped up from Daisy <laughs> and he's like like a like a robot Mac fighting the real Mac with his shotgun axe. Oh man, that needs to happen. If they don't like embrace that moment i just don't know what the show's doing with itself <laughs> the the terminator mac yeah the machinator versus mac yeah i want to see it so bad i want to see it so bad so i'm gonna count that as one of my moments <laughs> uh but no it's probably my most shocking moment of this episode even more than G- Gemma killing fits 
which is not something I thought I'd see, but it was super disturbing, uh, was Radcliffe's death. Radcliffe's death was crushing. Crushing, but shocking to me more than anything. Came out of nowhere. I knew it. See, I knew it was coming. As soon as she asked him, as soon as she asked about his, uh, how her two directives were conflicting, I knew that moment that she was going to kill Radcliffe. Like, I knew before he even explained himself. But then as he's explaining himself, I was like, oh, you're talking her into killing you right now. <laughs> you are straight up talking you, you her into stop. killing you. You should stop this. Um, you should, you should pump the brakes there, kid. So that's, 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 my, that's my next, that's my moment. What, how about another crazy moment this episode? Uh, another crazy moment in this pair or of episodes? Two, yeah. I would have to put it on Elmay D. Right? Her monologue. Her monologue is great. Like, I legitimately felt sorry for Elmay D. Not just May. Oh, no. But Elmay yeah. D. For Elmay D. And, and I hated Colson. I hated Robo Colson. I hated Robo Colson so much. <laughs> and when he aims that gun and then explodes, it was just. Oh, man, it was good. I'm still having trouble remembering to breathe when thinking about that scene. Scene was so good. Scene was so good. Uh, well, another one of my moments for this was um, Daisy using her power to create, like, that ball of energy that straight up destroyed one LMD and threw the other one through the wall. Like yeah. that was, and we just saw how powerful Mace was. She fought Mace and had a really hard time. And then she's been shot twice and just straight up with like super Saiyan ability. Just like <laughs> builds. She was Kamehameha-ing right yeah, there. She was just building this ball of super Saiyan energy in her hands. <laughs> and then she like lets it go and releases it and, just destroy destroys one, and I love I love the, the uh, Fitz walks by and says that's going to take a while. Yeah, points at Max dis- dismantled body and said that's going to take a while. Do you think the base has been destroyed? I don't think so. I don't I think don't there think was so enough either. there for that to to fully destroy everything. I think the entrance has been blocked, and it, it definitely stopped them from stopping the the the, re- the main reason I don't think it's been uh, it's been destroyed is because. Uh, Fitz, last thing we saw Fitz going off to do was turn on all of the Daisy bots in search and destroy mode. Oh, God. So that was... Dude, how have we not... In an episode, so many things happen that we're not talking about a room full of Daisy bots. Like a full room of LMDs that are ready to go out and kill all Inhumans. That's huge. And that scene was amazing. When she's hiding amongst herself. Yeah, when she iRobots him. Yes. <laughs> that, and the, the effects yep. on that were just incredible. Each and every one of those looked like it was in the room together. Yeah. All her. Yeah. It, it was not... It didn't feel fake. They didn't go the easy route of like blurting a lot of them out or shooting from from behind. They showed a bunch of Daisy Johnsons and shot it so well. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. really, really impressed with that. And, oh my god, just... <sighs> All right. The another... way that happened was just insane. With Mac walking through it and, like, spotting the one, like, ah, oh, something's messed up with her clothing. This is obviously the one. And she's So like, she must have done that, yep. which is great. And she's like, nope. Zbow! Get out of my face. Oh, gosh, so good. <sighs> and And just... Mac did a really good job of playing a robot. He really did. His his movements, I felt like Coulson's movements were Coulson. Yeah. 
Um, and Fitz movements were Fitz. Uh, I feel like they really he, uh, the actor playing Mac really committed to being a robot. To being a robot when he when, when he I, was walking, he was doing the like the Terminator walk with his arms out. Yeah, and was just he it. looked very mechanical so with the way much. he was going. I loved it so much. And um, when one of my favorite moments is when they all get gassed and the agent falls on the floor and he says, "Nope, that's not their plan." And then he just, like, leaps over her in the most robotic leap I've ever seen. He looked like Mario. His legs, like, spread out. It's like, yep. sink. I don't know. Just so good. <laughs> so good. I think I think the next moment that I would want to go with was the Daisy versus um, Mace. L. Mace D fight. That was a great fight. That whole, like, while that was happening, I was like, is, every, is the fight... Is, is she going to have to fight all of them for this long? This hard? Yeah. Like, uh, wait, is each and every one of these going to be like this? When I saw her fight that LMD and it was so hard, I was just like, she can't win this. Yeah. There's no winning. But then she went Super Saiyan, and that's all That's all she needed to do. She needed to stall them and monologue while she built up a fireball. Come uh, <laughs> That's uh, what she was doing. It really was. It was great. Oh, man. So good. Oh, what's okay? What's what's your next scene to gush about? Well, in these two episodes, <laughs> um, the final moments where we see all of our main characters inside the framework, seeing what their I guess regretless lives are like. We have some interesting feedback about that. Uh, but there's some real WTF moments. I almost cried when Max picking up the girl's bicycle. Oh, yeah. Um, Coulson's a teacher. Coulson's an inhuman hating teacher. Well, well, fearing. Or is he explaining why yeah. we fear? I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I can't decide whether he's an inhuman fearing or if he's a... If he's just doing a cultural study? Yeah, if he's like, teaching them why we... Like, this is why you fear them, and you shouldn't. Yeah. That kind of thing. But I do think you're right. I do think the implied, because he underlines fear. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was very... I was going back and forth about that. I wasn't sure. Um, uh, so maybe Coulson is just a guy who's never encountered anything weird, and he just fears inhumans because they're different. Um, also, May's regretless life ended up as a card-carrying member of the Triskelion... Run by Hydra, <laughs> Hydra, like who is uh, running the Triskelion now, which well, hasn't been destroyed. So it definitely goes predates. You have, um, I mean, you have to think about it though. Coulson's thing is, I think about what if I never joined, right? So he was never there to talk to Tony Stark to to debrief him. He wasn't there to talk to Thor. He he wasn't there to die in the Avengers and bring everybody together. Right. He wasn't there to lead the team against Hydra in the first season of the of the show. Yep. So, and he wasn't there for Nick Fury to hand it off to. And I guess the the, the real thing is he wasn't there to teach May some things about why they fight. Like in that in the, in the, in that flashback, we get May and him being 
uh, co-workers or whatever. Yeah. And May's a little more like, I'm just here about the mission. Uh, it's about the mission. Yeah, it's like he, just, he wasn't there to teach her humanity. Yeah. She's like maybe, just still maybe all she about needs, the mission. She needs him as her um, kind of guiding light. Her ground. Her ground, her moral center. Because uh, without that, she just becomes like a I'm just following orders Hydra person. Um, so I, just blowing my mind. Are we going to get a whole arc in the framework? That's what it seems like. It does. I mean, we've got Coulson wasn't Coulson never joined shield. So he didn't form a team. He didn't need a certain specialist who yeah. then later betrayed him. Right. And then got hunted and killed. I don't really understand why Daisy's greatest regret Leaves her still with... Uh, she didn't get reset, though. Her regret didn't get reset. Because Ada wasn't there to reset the framework for her. Because for each of them that's in Ada's care, right. Ada had to go to the framework and, and basically reboot it. And take away their, their one regret. And, like... Radcliffe specifically mentioned, don't do that while I'm in there, because yeah. I might lose track of reality. Right. So, I guess in Ada's version... So, does she... The, the, there's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. No, when you get remote access, you don't get to... You don't get a reboot. <laughs> but that's my question. Then why is... Why are Ward and Sky together at all? I guess is like don't know the question that would I would pose because it just seems like a weird thing to have them try to end up together. I guess her greatest regret is trusting him, maybe. But does is that <sighs> she she mentions she created an exact copy of our world with a few modifications. I didn't realize when she said that that she meant she modified everyone's life to be better, even the people who are not in there. <laughs> like that seems weird to me. Um, well, it seems like she would have to be writing these storylines as people came in. If you, they wouldn't just be already ready to go, unless, uh, unless Ward and Daisy being together is part of someone else's storyline. I think it's part of Coulson's because Coulson wasn't there to, you know, bring Ward in, get betrayed by, you know, do right. all that stuff. Um, I think Daisy being a part of the rising tide and and already being on shield's radar at that point like she would have been brought in by somebody didn't have to be colson whoever was in for colson at the point at that point whatever she gets yeah. brought in she's a, she's a member of shield hydra whatever um and oh yeah i guess that's true i guess maybe if she was part of the rising tide and then just would get brought into hydra yep because it would be run yeah, and he would just be a Hydra agent. I don't know, man. And they were already getting close in the first season. Like, they were going in to that be case, together. They're probably part of. Uh, if anything, they're probably part of May's storyline. I don't know. Cause I, it, I think that. I, I, I'm feeling it, he, he would never even interact with them if he's not part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he'd just be a teacher. Yeah, well, that's the um, thing, though, is he. Because he never interacted with them. Their lives went on as if he had no effect. And he had a lot of effect on both of their lives. So, what is blowing my mind a little bit <laughs> is the idea that fixing May's greatest regret 
uh, took away what and and L. M. A. D. talks about our regrets, our pain, are what give us our humanity. Yeah, taking away May's greatest regret made her a different person that felt to the Hydra, like uh, so so taking away her killing that little girl in Bahrain. Yeah. Made her. She never doubted herself. She never doubted herself after that. She maybe wasn't, um, as careful not to hurt people, or I don't know. You, it's hard. It's hard to say with just literally one shot. But something is different about her, and whatever it is, made her become a Hydra agent. Yep. Which is a huge, huge deal. Um, and I know none of this is real. It's it's not an alternate reality. It's just a framework that we're going to have to see what, what where it goes. What if it is an alternate reality? It's the Matrix. Yeah. And the way they have it bouncing around the like the web, like it could just exist forever, bouncing around as code. Uh, it could just be this alternate, literally like this Matrix that just exists. Here's, I'm excited about it. Here's my major question with it. Yeah. Where's Gemma? She went in, right, and we saw a headstone with her name on it. We had some great feedback about that uh, that I thought was super interesting, uh, an interesting idea, but I don't know if it makes sense. Uh, our, our Robert T. Frost said, concerning Gemma in the framework, I think her regret is that she had to leave astronaut Will behind. So she is back on Ma Veth. The headstone is from Fitz's point of view, and she never made it back. What do you think of that? I think that that's an interesting idea, but I don't think that that's what happened. Because Gemma is with Daisy remote access, and Ada hasn't restarted the framework for fixing her regret. Well, unless she already fixed everyone's regret... If and she just, she just like, prefixed it? Yeah, like, she already has a world where everyone's regrets are different. She, like, made all these modifications. Well, where everyone's greatest regret is obviously... And, I mean... I think that what that is with the, the regrets, though, I think what her, what her thing with finding the regrets is, is scanning the brains. And she didn't scan Daisy that is true. or Gemma. That is true. So, they have to... Well, then that makes... Hmm, no, you're right. So, that doesn't really make sense that that would be her regret that's fixed. Unless her dying is somehow someone else's regret fixed. Um, somebody has some interesting feedback about that. And I think it was something to the effect of uh, if Fitz is doing something else with his life, say he never he decided to be someone else completely, uh, it, he was never at the bottom of the ocean to save Gemma in season one. <laughs> so maybe in this universe... <sighs> Gemma just doesn't exist. Although they said they found their doppelgangers in the in the framework. They said that. They found their doppelgangers and they were inserting themselves into their lives. Um at the when they when they go in. Hmm. So it's it's just it's just a lot of questions. And I don't think we're gonna get answers until we can definitely speculate, but yeah, we can speculate all day. So let's before we just we'll, we've already talked for a while about this episode, and I think we've covered pretty extensively. Uh, anything we want to say about last week's the fight between the uh, the superior and Daisy and Daisy was unexpected. 
Oh, yeah? Like, I didn't expect it to turn into Daisy's fighting him. I thought it was going to be Coulson's fighting him. I know. I loved it so much. It was meant to be Coulson. Coulson shows up and gives the best speech about how you're just another red shirt. You don't... He says, you don't matter. He says, he says... I don't remember you at all. <laughs> he says, great backstory, bro. He calls him bro. He says... No, I think it was an origin story. Oh, oh okay. I think he said great origin story. Great origin story, bro. But you don't matter to me. <laughs> just so effing great oh my gosh colson that's one of the best speeches colson's ever given this this character has been hunting him all season he finally catches up with him and we we've we've known for a few episodes now that's his main goal he's the superior and then he's like i have to get the men behind the shield he's like i uh i don't fight you she fights you (laughs) i'm not i'm not cheating you're just playing by the old rules yep just some really great lines. That was a great episode, too. And so that the main storyline was great. Uh, it led to the idea of there's four LMDs in the base, which was super fun. Super fun twist ending. Um, the backstory of early missions with Coulson and May was super fun. Uh, they've apparently been on a lot of mission, uh, a number of missions together even at that point. Yeah, their banter is spectacular. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I just wanted to mention that episode since we're mostly talking about episode 15 because episode 14 was great. While episode 14 was great. Episode 15 was so much better. Episode 15 is the best episode they've ever created. Yeah. It was really, really good. You know who directed episode 15? Who did? Jed Whedon. Ah, makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. The showrunner is stepping in on this one. The final moments... The entire episode is very cinematic. Yep. The final moments when she's standing with the button and they're taking off in the in the in the in the in the, oh, in, the in the Zephyr. Um, it was so cinematic right yep. there. So so cinematic. Um, really really good. I. You know what it reminded me of? You know what's that? the the whole like flipping back and forth between uh, LMAD and her monologue. Colson standing there and flipping back to Daisy and Gemma, like basically carrying each other up the ramp, pushing their cart. It reminded me of Serenity. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Serenity me with too. everybody fighting and me Mal too. is going for, you know, going for the terminal so that he can yeah, upload the data. Absolutely. And, and even, even at the it. end when they're taking off, there was something reminiscent of Serenity when they're like, the explosion's happening and it's spinning the Zephyr a little bit. Yep. And they're kind of having this centripetal force, like pushing them against the wall. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the crash in Serenity. Yeah. When the, when the plane's going down. It reminded me, it just reminded me a lot of a, of a movie. Like they just did a good job of making it feel. It was feel, such a good show. It was movie quality. It was good. It was really, really good. It, it was the best. I think we have, a, I think we have a new best shield episode. Like this episode proves why they need more. Like this, this one, this one alone, I believe, would merit a whole extra season, like a whole yeah. other season. Okay, so everyone, if you agree with us, post this. Let everyone know how tell we feel. Tell the internet. Tell the internet. This is the best episode of Agents of Shields had. I, I really think if uh, maybe we should write an article or something on some website and get all our guy, all our friends to post it and just blog. Try to somewhere. try to try to get it try to get it out there because I really think. This is, I think it's the best Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode yet. Ever. Maybe we'll just write on our blog. We have a blog. Oh, we have a website with a blog? We do. We do. Holy crap. Um, Since when? 
Yeah, I, I, it's legitimately, I think, the best episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that they've ever had. Great, great stuff. Yes. Um, so. What's Kayla C. been talking about? What she's like, what she got to say? She said, my brain, my brain is melting from the simulations. Is this an episode of Rick and Morty? Who am I? <laughs> I am not even fully sure. I think she was actually talking about the last episode. Yeah. Uh, which... I just love because she mentioned Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty's like my favorite show on television. So, so good. Did you and and Alyssa go through a bunch of simulations of stuff? Yeah, I didn't know if she was talking about our show or that show. I don't think so. I mean, we talked about what might happen in the Infinity War and stuff, but I think she's. I, I'm Kayla. I'm so sorry. I'm not sure which if you're talking about our episode or the episode of Agents of But either way. Uh, thanks for writing in, and thanks for mentioning Rick and Morty. Uh, we love you. I, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, a, I got a, something to press a button to press for you, Kayla. Oh, he's getting out his box. Hey, Mr. Look at me. I got a Meeseeks box. Hey, Look at me. <laughs> you have way too much fun with that box. I really like my Meeseeks box. <laughs> uh, it's got a board game inside and I've never even opened it to learn the board game because I just like the box I ordered it because I like the box so much you've just been pressing the button <laughs> yeah for like a year now I've just been pressing my Meeseeks button it says different stuff and it always makes me laugh <laughs> well alright have, have you, are you a Rick and Morty fan? I've watched some of it uh, we should watch the Meeseeks episode after this actually we should watch Total Recall that's the best episode so good. Okay, let's uh, let's I gotta on. hit the gym after this, man. Oh yeah, no. I man. had like three weeks off from the gym from sickness. being sick. Oof. It was rough. Gotta get back on it, bro. I do. I do. Uh, let's see. Next up, Jeffrey James said to us in a comment on Facebook, "Funcast talking about your episode." Yeah. Topic one. Nice to hear a female voice on GSTU who isn't drunk. <laughs> Seriously, Matt. She's smart, funny, nerdy, has a great voice. Go ring shopping, dude, if she'll have you, that is. <laughs> uh, by the way, she was very drunk. Um, wow. <laughs> just kidding. She wasn't. But, uh, but I do she, believe he's talking about booze and phasers. Yeah, I think so, too. Being a trio of ladies who drink and talk. Literally drink and talk about Star Trek. Yeah, booze and phasers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in their title. Anyway, topic two. Stop complaining about the physics of Ant-Man. Superhero physics is always absurd. Think, if Superman, who weighs, what, 300 pounds, hits a 300-ton asteroid with his fist, it's just going to push him really fast in the opposite direction. Back to the MCU. Spoilers. When Jeffrey May stopped the war dog truck, he Hold means on. Let me just say, I thought he had more to say about uh, physics. Let me just say, I don't have a problem with crazy physics in superhero movies. I have a problem when they're inconsistent crazy physics. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's why I don't like Ant-Man. It's inconsistent. Okay. Sometimes he has mass, sometimes he doesn't. What's the deal? Maybe Jeffrey's just a real strong ant. Continue. <laughs> Jeffrey? Isn't that the name of the ant in the movie? Anthony. Anthony, you're right. Sorry, Jeffrey. It's a pun. Uh, sorry, Jeffrey James. I think I just like... You subbed out his subbed name. Subbed out your name for the ant's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you mean to me. And you just said Jeffrey Mace. I don't know where I got that. Sorry. Yeah, okay. All right. Back to back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he means watchdog, by the way. Back to the MCU. Spoilers. 
when Jeffrey May stopped the watchdog truck a couple of episodes back, the forward movement of the truck could only be stopped by the friction between the sole of its shoes and the pavement, which would be point zero 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 one of the forward propulsion of the truck by its engine. Regardless of how strong he is, the truck would have would have to run out of gas, and even then it would have taken a mile or so before that friction would have stopped it. Same thing with Luke Cage stopping a car by just standing there. Unless you can control density like the vision, none of that stuff works. <laughs> that is true. Maybe he has real strong boots. He's <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like I can head cannon that stuff away. Though. Oh man. It's just real hard with that man. I'm I'm hearing you though. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it's it go. Like, oh god, what was that terrible movie where Jean Reno played a knight who came from the past into the into the present and his 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 squire, his little peasant came with him. I don't know, man. He's like, no, the peasant has to run behind the carriage. He can't ride with us. And he's like, you can run 70 miles an hour, can you? Like, the right. guy from now is like, you can run 70 miles an hour. He's like, I have a good boots. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, 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 speak of Ant-Man, I was thinking about it this week. <laughs> thinking about the physics of Ant-Man, because I was talking to, uh, about it with Alyssa in the car. And... Uh, <laughs> I think we must have gotten this comment while we were driving around, and I was like, well, see, here's the thing. If Ant-Man had, like, some sort of, uh, like, mass or density attenuator on his thing, like, I could see it being a great thing. Like, maybe he can choose whether to have mass or not. Like, like that's a separate dial. He has size and mass yeah. as two separate dials. That could be interesting, too, because if you have no mass and you're tiny, you could literally just get squished like a bug. So maybe there's times when he wants mass and times he doesn't maybe having no mass makes him vulnerable and he has to like turn his mass up to like you know uh survive certain things or whatever like i i could see that being interesting uh but just like never mentioning it and saying you have mass and you suddenly you don't all right anyway i got your point i'm letting it go <laughs> topic letting three it go topic three I'm fascinated by the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. plotline, but getting increasingly confused. What between the Matrix and the robots, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Unless they've in, or they're intentionally trying to be confusing, in which case they're doing a good job, I'm getting a bit lost. The LMD plotline would have been so much better if Mace had turned out to be Dynamic Man, the original LMD. He could marry Ada and they could fill the world with cute little R2-D2s or maybe, <laughs> maybe baby Terminators that Matt could kill. Hashtag bring Bobby back. <laughs> I love how I love how all over the place that last <gasps> comment was. What, what? I'm sorry. I, oh god, Bobby and Hunter can come back in yeah. the framework because Coulson uh, would yeah. never have put them on a mission into Russia, right? To make them have to leave. Do you think they're agents Hydra. of Hydra? Oh, or, or maybe they're running the like. Oh my god! Maybe they're running the Rebel Shield. The Rebel Shield, because there, I mean, that's what uh, Shield would be. Like, if if Hydra has been completely taken over by Shield, maybe there's a few Shield agents out there still working for good. Maybe uh, kind of like what Coulson would have been and kind of was when Hydra first took over. Uh, it'd be interesting if like Bobby and Ma- uh, Bobby and Hunter came back as that. That'd be cool. That would be. I'd l- I would like to see them in the framework. I want them back. I want them back. Mostly Bobby. A little bit hunter. Bobby's hot. Speaking of hot, <laughs> uh, 
How about all those half-naked Daisy bots, right? Not all of them. Just the one. Just the one human half-naked Daisy walking around. And I don't even mean, like, she's just sexy. She was, but whatever. She's just Lim- Linda Hamilton hot in this episode. Like, she's just such a badass. <laughs> and, like, those, like, strong shoulders and carrying it. She's carrying a shotgun axe. She wielded the shotgun axe. She wielded the shotgun axe. I didn't think anyone could pick that up except for Mac. <laughs> He's the only one strong enough. <laughs> Apparently she's worthy. He tried to make it like Mjolnir, except yeah. it was just heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she's worthy of the shotgun axe. And I, just, <laughs> I just loved it. I just loved it. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, let's see. Next up, Nathaniel Muzzy said to his own Facebook... So I was about a week behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but finally caught up. What a great episode! Everything seemed too easy until the twist at the end. Honestly, I thought for a moment that Fitz and Simmons were caught in the framework somehow. I expect we'll see that happen at some point this season. Hope Jeff is feeling better. Tell Alyssa good job on the pod. He was talking about... Last week's 14. 14. Which, I agree with him. When when they were... When everything just kind of wrapped up and they all came together... Uh, and they separated all in the base of Thomas being separated. I was like, are they all in the framework? And they yeah. are. They are, but not this version of them. <laughs> yep. That was great. Yeah, I was I was like, that was a bit too simple for them to just like, oh, we beat the Superior and got Mace back. Cool. Yeah. It does seem like... Too bad Radcliffe got away again. That's squirrely Radcliffe. Yeah. He, he can get away nowhere. But Ada did. Ada's just like such a Bond villain getting on her... Uh, her submarine and taking uh, taking off. It's so Meh. good. They even make that joke. They talk about uh, sharks with lasers on their heads. And yep. So good. <laughs> yep. I think they specifically mention Bond villain too. Yeah, they do. Yep. Oh God. Oh man. This this freaking show, man. Like, is she is she the new Ultron? She wants to be a real boy. Like, oh yeah, she wants to be a real boy. Is she Joe Costa now or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. Pretty excited about it though. And then she made. <laughs> she made remote control head superior. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that one. That was so creepy, disturbing, disturbing. Yes, and good, creepy and amazing. Yeah, like I keep, I, I keep racking my brain. Is like, is this, is this a villain? That I'm I surprised that the superior wasn't like. Is this somebody from the comics? I don't know about. I wish Superior had like a horror scream at that moment. You know. Like, I wish he'd just, like, Like, he just had not accepted it? Yeah. If he was just like, you put my head in a jar. Why would he accept it? That's not what he likes. He likes being a human that has no sort of... um, Equal. uh, Well, no no sort of modifications is what I was getting at. No man can be my equal. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, And and now (laughs) she put his head in a jar. I didn't think he would have accepted it. I wanted him to look, look back at him and him just to be like... Like, like, legit horrified. Well, what's he gonna do about it? Take his head out of the jar? Maybe. And then just die? Yeah. Like, I would, I would I, rather die than be this. Well, like, I mean, he was lying on that pile dying last episode, and he was like, don't fix, basically, don't try to fix me with your technology. Like, yeah. well, he, I, was, he was laying on the table in this episode, just being like, don't make me like you. Yeah. I don't want to be a thing. And she's like, he's like, I don't want to be a thing, and I don't want you to do anything with my brain. And she was like, Hmm, how can I work um, how can I work within those parameters? <laughs> she pulls out a freaking jigsaw and it's just like you'll be many things. Oh gosh, it was so crazy. Uh, 
You know, as dark as this show has gotten, I, I kind of almost expected them to pull like another uh, another Dr. Whitehall moment and just like have her carving him up. Oh gosh, that 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 was one of the, that's one of the darkest scenes in the show's history. Uh, but this that scene was between between that scene, Ratcliffe getting his wrist slit in a disgusting way, and uh, Robot Fitz being killed by his love. This this episode was oh my god probably the darkest episode. That still breaks my heart to watch, and it's not even him. It is him, but it's not him. And that change from like screaming, please, oh my God, Gemma, no, to like just grabbing her and just being like, Gemma, please. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Don't be ridiculous. This is me. It's me. It's me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Please. And like, oh, just, oh my God. And then he gets stabbed in the neck. He fixes himself. Somehow, God. Uh, okay, our next commenter is Brian Bilsma, who uh, he says in the beginning has it's been a long time since he posted. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, Brian. Uh, you, uh, I know you've commented with us many times, so thanks for coming back. Yeah, it's been a long time since I posted on here, but this last episode of Agents of Shield has me so excited. Spoilers for season four, episode fifteen. I can't put into words how awesome this episode was. You're right. You can't. No one can. It was too awesome. I may be overreacting since I just watched it, but this is my favorite episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ever. Nice. Us says, too. Comma, ever. That's the proper reaction. That's the correct answer. He said, mostly for the final scenes of the episode. When Daisy was walking towards the bed, all I thought was, please be Ward. Please be Ward. Please be Ward. <laughs> I hope we get Brett Dalton playing a fourth character in this show. I mean, first he was Shield Ward, then he was Hydra Ward, then Hive. Now maybe we can get a normal everyday Ward. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what happened to Simmons. I rewatched the scene with her gravestone, and there just happens to be a leaf covering the year of her death. My theory is that Simmons will wake up on Moth again with Will. That's the second person that thinks it's yeah, Moth Yeah, I mean, it very well could be that she's on Moth I, I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't answer that at all. Yeah. But the, the gravestone did say November eighth. So, what happened on November eighth? I don't know, man. Of 2000-something. I don't know. Me either. I wanted to, like, to go back and look at what episodes were released when and just kind of, like, try to line it up. <laughs> yeah, we just don't know that. We have no knowledge that they happen in the real time. I was very of, busy at work today, but like, like it's Well, I guess it is kind of wintry time. It was just, like, hardcore snowing in this episode. Was it? Yeah. The whole time. It was snowing outside the window, and then at the end when they opened oh, yeah, the yeah, cause big bay, bay doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, because specifically mentioned snow. Like, I have so many memories of snow, but this is my first time seeing it. Yeah. And then... And she never got to feel it. Coulson Bot mm-hmm. was all like, my phantom limb used to hurt, but now I don't have a phantom yeah, limb. Yeah, I man, when she says, I'm all phantom limbs, that was such good writing. Yeah. Like, we've been, we heard him talk about his phantom limbs... And it's so weird to hear it, like, because we've got this villain, basically, but he is Coulson. Like, he has all of Coulson's memories. So when he says, it normally it hurts, but my phantom limb normally hurts, he is talking about a real thing that Coulson feels. Just, uh, just good, man. Just it's real so good. weird to have, like, he was talking to her about, like, you didn't know you were a robot, you had to find out, but I already know that I'm a robot, and I know this is the best thing that can possibly happen to us. Like... Who are you? You're not Coulson. Go nope. away. He's programmed to be that way. He's more objective-driven, as Ada said. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Brian had a few other things. Yeah, he did. We? Sorry. Uh, 
what's next? Who is Fitz getting out of the car with? Maybe Ada? You know, I thought that. It looked like Ada's hand. I don't know why, but when he did, I was like, <laughs> is that Ada's hand? Maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe he's just a world-famous inventor of the L- LMDs, and he's stepping out of the car. Anyway. Yeah. He said, I think that's all. I don't think I'm missing anything. Oh, wait! Hydra replacing S.H.I.E.L.D. I know I've said before that I'm glad Hydra's finished, but this is such an awesome way to bring them back. Who knows? Maybe this is good Hydra, if that's a thing. Probably not. I can't even predict what is going to happen to finish this season, but so far it seems like it is going to be awesome. So, if this is a world where Hydra took over, and they were successful at the end of Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. does that mean that all the targets for Project Insight, were killed? Oh, man. Yeah. Tony Stark said. Yeah. As well as he was, Doctor he was Strange. Stephen Strange, yeah. yeah. Holy uh, crap. In, in, this, in this world, none of that would have happened. And, like, yeah. Interesting. I mean, in, like, in, in some ways, it's super interesting. In some ways, it's like, does it matter? Because it's not a real world, and... Uh, but but is it like how real is this world? How, how I mean, it's real enough that Radcliffe wholeheartedly believed that if you perceive it to be real, then it is real. I'm I'm just I I can imagine a, them uploading this to the cloud in some way, and just like I can imagine Ada using the Darkhold technology, making the framework thing that bounces around all computers, kind of like they were talking about it doing. Yeah, and then even if they destroy its central node where everyone's plugged in it just continues to persist and radcliffe is just like a ghost in the machine forever he's a ghost in the shell yeah uh, no ghost in the machine ghost in the machine my bad uh different different thing where's the standalone complex um i i just think uh i think it's real cool real real cool i'm excited <sighs> So let's see, next up, Jay Thompson said to us on Facebook, so many great feelings about this episode, but one really bad one. I'm pretty sure Quake versus Robomace was the best fight of the season. Plus, she wielded the shotgun axe. But I think quaking Max Robot Skull apart was the highlight for me. It was pretty badass. He said, okay, so the superior is super inferior. He has a human mind, but still answers to a robot. BTW! They did a great job making Ada the Big Bad after making us think it was Radcliffe. I had to watch the promo for the return like three times before it dawned on me that without Coulson and, and team, Hydra wouldn't have had any resistance. I can't wait to see this play out. Oh, yeah. We haven't even seen that, the uh, the promo yet. We're going to watch that in a few minutes. Yep. A, he continues, but this brings me to my bad feeling. It feels like the show is wrapping up. The reminder of Coulson's phase one impact, Daisy's you and Fitz belong together line to Simmons. Now we're going to see an alternate reality of what ifs. I hope I'm wrong. It just feels like they're trying to justify the show's place in the MCU before signing off. But hey, last year I predicted May would die, so hopefully I'm just as wrong now. I'm with you, Dre. I think they are writing a season that could be their last season. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's not because they are at their high. This is the best they've ever been. Um, I'm really hoping that they can do something spectacular. You know what? And and honestly, it's us fans who are going to determine whether it's the last season. Well, Jeffrey Mace has been saying all season that this show has gotten so good that he's worried that it's too good for TV. Well, let's all a la Firefly. I'm I'm going to post about how this is the best episode. Yeah. Of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I legitimately believe that. And I think everyone else who listens to this should go out and post that this is the best episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that we've, we've seen. It's just great. 
It's great television. Um, I, they really found their niche in this later time slot. I, in the later time slot, I think going to three arcs instead of one, pretty much in previous seasons. Yeah, I think that's been a huge deal because they tell they tell in much tighter. Uh, contain stories. Every episode matters. Yeah. Jeff, Jeffrey James was talking about how it's a bit confusing. I haven't found that. I found there's a lot of characters. They all have their own motivations, but the story is tight enough that it's just been one thing leads to the next leads to the next. I think it's been really, really well done. Really cool. I agree. I agree. Next up, uh, Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, I'm calling Robo Ward. That's who Ada was making a clone of. I don't know about you guys, but I was horrified watching Simmons kill Fitz with a knife. That was nuts. That being said, this LMD slash Matrix arc needs to end. I don't know what you guys want, but I want more Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, Ghost Rider is now in the universe, and I, I'm sure we'll see him again. He can come back. If he's not... I think he'll come back before the end of the season. I really do. But if he doesn't, we got so many Netflix shows. Yeah. And he would fit perfectly on the Netflix shows. He really would. So, Pun- uh. Pun- <laughs> Punisher versus Ghost Rider is what I want to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Punisher working with Ghost Rider. You know, whatever they want to do. <laughs> well, he went to a different universe, right? What if? What if he's... Hopping across universes and happens upon Netflix verse. <laughs> well, Netflix verse is the same verse. It's supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Uh, okay, quote unquote guilty says, "Damn, at MCU cast, best ep of Agents of Shield ever." At MCU cast, spoiler episode fifteen. Does this mean Ward will return? Yes. There was a promo of Brett Dalton sitting behind a script, and. You can hear somebody saying, we're ready for you, sir. And he like folds, he like puts the pages back, brings it down, smiles at the camera, and then walks off. And it says on his chair that he was sitting in, B.R.E.T.T. Oh, no. We're getting Robo Ward then. So that promo that you just told me about pretty much tells me. I was leaning toward that's what was happening anyway, but... I think we're going to get Roboard. It's weird. Is there any way... There's no way they could have an upload of his consciousness, right? No, his consciousness is done. I mean, Radcliffe did work with Hive last year, who had all the consciousnesses. (laughs) Yeah, but Hive got blown up before... Before Radcliffe was able to map a brain. Because May was the first. Because they didn't have the Darkhold. May was the first. Well, to map a brain and create a new one, but we don't know about that needed the dark old. We don't know about make if he was just able to upload or map a brain before. We're not sure, but we know he couldn't create a new one out of light or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) because that was at the end of the dark old episode where she's like creating a brain out of pure light. Yep, but it looked like she was sewing. Yeah, it did. She was looming up a brain. Uh, <laughs> she was luminescing. Oh, God. How illuminating. Um, sorry. Yeah, I think Ward's coming back, which, again, if it wasn't the last season, I, I'm going to be a little annoyed that Ward's back almost, because I feel like we could do without Ward for a while. But if they are wrapping up this show, it feels right to bring back Ward. Yeah. You know? 
if they're wrapping it up, which I don't, I hope they're not. I really hope we can save this show. It's the best season. It's the best season they've had. It's I the best season. It's, this has been the best episode. Yeah, like just everything. It's best. Everything is best. Yep. And I was saying that in the Ghost Rider arc, like all of that was the best they've ever done. See, I was a little skeptical in that area, but this. This episode blew me away completely. Well, like, the Ghost Rider arc, in my opinion, at the time, was the best they've ever done. And then I was a little skeptical of the LMD arc. I was like, oh, great, robots, great. And then they actually, they they nailed it right out of the gate. Well, they did, they they did, did a lot really more good. with the LMDs than I thought they were going to. Yeah, yeah. It's fair. not just like one LMD replaced somebody. It's like they've every episode they've done something completely different with them. And they've they've weaved them into this interesting tapestry. And the, they brought in the framework, uh, which whew, it's just a whole different thing. It's, yeah, it's a whole other ballpark. I am concerned, though, if this is the final season... Which we don't know that it is, but it it does feel a little bit like that, like they might be wrapping things up. I'm concerned that they might spend the last seven episodes of the last season in the framework, like re almost like retelling the story of the show. And as as uh, someone just mentioned, I forget who just mentioned it, kind of cementing their place, what they've done in, yeah. in, in the in the universe, justifying their position. Yeah, yeah it just. I would kind of hate to see them do that. I want, I'd rather see them do something in the real world, <laughs> yeah. um, which they will. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to get out of the framework at some point and defeat Ada. And- yeah, Gemma specifically mentioned, like, get to the point or get to the rendezvous point. That's where I put the back door. Yeah. And that could happen in the next so episode. Get out. Maybe this next episode is all we have in the framework. Um, but I do think we're getting at least one episode in the, fr- in the framework. Oh, yeah. They have to. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Uh,. Last bit of feedback. You ready? Yeah. All right. Thomas Brendan from Facebook says, Okay, that was a great episode and fit in perfectly with what has been a great season. That being said, the two reveals at the end of the episode of bringing back Ward and Hydra, I don't hate it, but I would have preferred waiting another season to bring them back. And every season they held off, I would have loved it even more. Not sure if the show is going to last another three seasons, but could you imagine how you would feel three seasons from now and then Ward and Hydra are brought back? Mind blown. That, that is exactly, pretty much exactly what I was just expressing. Like, if this is the last season, it's almost like they have to do it. Yeah. But if this is not, I wish they'd waited. <laughs> right. But uh, you can continue, continue, continue. Not holding my breath, but all season, I've been rooting for the Darkhold having more of a Doctor Strange tie-in. I don't expect to see Doctor Strange himself, but maybe the New York Sanctum Sanctorum or... Having the only safe place for the Darkhold would be Camartage. I know, I know the difficulties of having the show center around the movie storylines, but it would be a great way to wrap the season up and I think really lay down a foundation for how the show and the movies can work together. Yeah. <laughs> I would not mind at all if, uh, although he's busy, uh, it, it sounds like he's busy with Thor right now. Uh, it would be interesting if Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, what are you people doing with this? <laughs> yeah. You can't keep this. This is really... This has to be chained up. Yeah, this needs to be chained up in our little little house here. Uh, it'd be so good. <laughs> I'd love to see Cumberbatch show up on the show. So much fun. Uh, well, that's all our feedback. prolific TV actor. That can he happen. Is. I, I, you know, people get to movies and they're like, well, I'm done with TV. I wish for the fans' sake they would do a little crossovers here and there. Yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. did a whole season of Ally McBeal. He can come be on Shield one episode. <laughs> Maybe he's the savior. Oh, he's man. the one that saves everybody from the framework. 
uh, that <laughs> if I got stuttery, uh, if they if they brought him in, I wish they would like. And now nah, he'd overshadow. I could kind of see a good ending to this show being Coulson's reveal to the Avengers that he's alive. Yeah. Like, and then he comes it, back in Infinity War. What if it was a great tie-in for Infinity War? Like, <sighs> what if he made it to May and he, like, they, you know, the universe is being destroyed and he has to present himself as a, uh, and he, like, let, let everyone know he's back somehow. He, like, shows up in Infinity War. What if he shows up in Infinity War just to get killed again? <laughs> That'd be very Coulson. Thanos just murders him. Killed in Infinity War, in Avengers movies. He's like... It's like his thing. He's like, I knew I should not have come back. This <laughs> never ends well for me. I stayed away from you people for a reason. Right? <laughs> so, Always shoving spears through my chest. <laughs> another promo for uh, for the, the upcoming stuff that said, you know, they'll be back in April. Um showed the logo for agents of shield kind of flicker a bit like um almost electronically it flickered and said agents of hydra and then flickered back to agents of shield so that might have but before we talk too much about it let's let's just watch that promo together okay and uh, and then we'll talk about it in depth that way we can go and give a spoiler alert if anyone doesn't want to hear about this uh promo don't listen anymore but thanks for hanging out We'll be back next week. Uh, actually, we may not be back next week. If we've got no content, we'll talk and figure out what we're doing next week. We'll be back soon. We'll be back in the next two weeks, one or the other. Definitely we'll be back in three weeks. Okay. So that all looks really good. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's um, the proper response. Agents of Hydra. So here's the question. We know from... I've said this a lot lately... We know from our, uh, the most recent Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, uh, we know that Iron Man, going through that process, heals him and changes who he is. So what if we get them, this, this is the next arc, it's called Agents of Hydra. We and think. It, we think. What if? And they go into the framework, their brains are reset, they become Agents of Hydra, and when they come out... They're still agents of Hydra. No, no. What, what if we have no! to? They're, like our people basically have been put into a, a simulator that brainwashed them uh, in a completely different way than the old Whitehall brainwashing that he was doing, but uh, a whole different kind of brainwashing that brings them into the real world as agents of Hydra. I don't know. That's messed up. I can't see them spinning the whole. Especially if it's their last season, spending the whole last bit in in a simulation. Nothing would have consequences then. Like there would be no real world outside consequences if they spent the entirety of this third arc in this fake world. Yeah, and I also don't want to. I know I just had that idea of them being agents of Hydra outside the thing. I don't really want that outside of like the last few episodes of the show. Yeah. So basically. If either of those things, things, two things happen, they better have another season. I'm okay with those arcs. Better not be the last arcs. Yeah. Like, don't end with that. Yeah. Um, but it's just the best. It's the best it's ever been. Please don't cancel the show, Marvel. Please don't cancel the show. ABC. Marvel. Please. I mean, if ABC cancels and they move it to 
some streaming service. I'm okay with that. So any streaming service. Yeah. Any of them. As long as you keep the quality high. If you want to move this to Netflix, it'd be great. Yeah, it would. If Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. suddenly could visit, easily visit all the Defenders stuff happening, it'd be awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm about wraps it for me. How about you? Yeah, I I think we've gushed a, enough about this uh, so this too. whole thing. Everybody, go out. Hashtag best episode of Agents of Shield. What's a better hashtag than that? I don't know. All right, let's go with hashtag best shield ever. Best shield ever. Yes. There we go. Yes. Hashtag like, best shield ever. Be like, sorry, Cap. Hashtag best shield ever. No, no dots because. That'll probably confuse the hashtag machine. Uh, just <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag best shield ever. Um, I'm going to capitalize shield in mine. What you do with yours is your no, own No, you thing. have to capitalize shield. Do you have to ca- Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. You're saying. Because it's shield. But it doesn't matter to the hashtag m- machine, right? <laughs> the hashtag aggregator. I don't know how hashtags work. The hashgregator. <laughs> so, uh, so best shield ever. That's our hashtag. I'm going to post it, and I'm going to tag all the marvel people i can think of uh and we want more yeah we want more hashtag beat bay <laughs> i mean different thing damn it i'm no um, good at this <laughs> how hey, do you how do you social media again uh by the way uh it's very end uh do you have you, have you seen legion no i have not watch the first episode it's real good i hear it's real good it was real good great people i hear it's it's very separate from the x-men stuff I don't agree, necessarily. Okay. Um, That's what I had read, is that it's so separate that it's almost not even in the same universe. Well, I mean, nothing happens that ties it together in the first episode. Okay. but I, It, it might have just been the first episode I was reading about. Yeah, it, it absolutely feels like it could fit in that universe. Although the, 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 the show is, ha- is so different from a... The art direction I could absolutely see fitting in that universe. Okay. Uh, but... The show is about from the perspective of someone who's completely mentally broken. Yeah. So, watching it is just utter madness. The first episode is utter madness. Yeah. Uh, but the se- uh, I'm, it, it ends in a way that I'm like, oh, I can absolutely see him just like coming across X Men right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Okay. It's good. It's real good. All right. Um, someone mentioned it last week, and I said I'd check it out, and so that's that's my thoughts. It's real good. It was the first episode was real crazy. I'm excited to find out what's going on because <laughs> the first episode is so uh, mind bendy that you really just never get anchored, and then the very end it kind of anchors it to reality for a moment. And you're like, oh, so that's what's been happening. <laughs> um, that's kind of where we are and what's happening. Cool, uh, but yeah, you guys should all Legion's cool. Good Marvel show. Not in the MCU, but good. Um, It'll I f- do. I feel like the, the Fox is killing it over there. Um, we've heard nothing but great things about Logan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deadpool was amazing. And from, Legion's real good. Uh, from one of the quick reviews that I that I heard, I think you were around to hear it, actually. Logan uh, is supposed to be, barring Deadpool, the best X-Men, X-Men movie and go like it just kind of comes out and you're like wow okay so fox can make good x-men movies and they they do know what they're doing when they pull it together it's just been garbage the rest of the time yeah i mean you know i think it's mostly that it's a solo outing is i think that fox's x-men universe was great when it came out 
Yeah, well, that was the only thing out. Exactly. It was the best we'd had to that point. Yeah. Spider-Man and that came out around the same time, and they were, like, the best comic book things we'd ever gotten. Yeah. But we've had advancements in technology. We've grown since uh, then. We've had advancements in the storytelling of these comic book stories, and up till now, those movies haven't caught up. But Deadpool did. Deadpool was great. Yeah. But it was also so different, it's almost hard to compare. Um, but if if Logan pulls it off too, it just it's just sad that uh, it may be the last ride for uh, Hugh Jackman because if, if they pull off the best thing they've ever done, and then I guess that's the, the when you want to go out is your best thing you've ever done. But yeah, it just kind of sucks because it's going to be hard to continue the success with all new people. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess the creatives might still have the, the same creatives might still be in control, so we'll see. Well, Hugh Jackman has. You know, said in interviews forever that Logan is going to be his last Wolverine appearance. Yeah. There have been some talk of him being in a Deadpool movie, like showing up in a Deadpool no, yeah, movie. No, he shot that down. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought, I thought at one point he had said maybe. He shot that down. The only thing that he said about maybes recently have been if Wolverine, like if Marvel and Fox got a deal set to where Wolverine could show up in the Avengers and, and team up with them. Yeah. I said sucks, 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 sucks so much. Wow, that was a lot of weird sus, sus, sus. Uh, sometimes I stutter. Um, uh, it sucks for Hugh Jackman Yeah, that um, he is such a success as Wolverine, but kind of the only success in his universe. He's the only one we think of as like, he is he's Wolverine. He's the only one who could play Wolverine. Who can replace him? You think about any of the Cyclopses, you're like, anyone could probably replace them literally anybody could play it's fine it's easy to be a dick uh anyone could replace pretty much anyone in that universe you're like yeah whatever like even um a girl who's currently playing mystique jennifer lawrence who's an amazing actress i still feel like she could be replaced she's not great in those movies and she could be replaced at any moment and i'd be like oh yeah it's fine it's another blue person well it's fine she's a a shapeshifter another blue person she's a shapeshifter it doesn't really matter um but it's just sad for him because so many iconic performances uh you know thor cap iron man (laughs) spider-man's about to be uh doctor strange all these people are just doing these iconic performances star lord of course um and Hugh Jackman's over there by himself, like he's he's holding the weight of this universe. Yeah, and then Ryan Reynolds just kind of showed up to shoulder up beside him, just like, "Hey, buddy, I got this." Exactly. And he's just like, "Oh, thank God, I'll hand this to you." And he's like, "What? Wait, wait, no, (laughs) someone else is here to take the reins. Go for it." And you know, you know the way that so many things things worked in the past. The worst thing they could do is take Deadpool and just like shove him into every team up movie. In the X-Men universe from now on, which they're probably going to do some of, uh, but he was such a success. You know, Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be helping write the New Mutants movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been not MCU cast for the last little bit. This has been been Marvel Fox cast. This has Um, been Marvel tangent marvel cast. tangent uh we like to do a little tangent at the end that is completely unrelated uh well guys thanks for hanging out with us we'll be back with you very soon with another mcu cast until next time true believers
and self-control. But, uh, but, <coughs> <coughs> no, no good, no good. 